I'm Michelle Reyes. I'm Holly Houghton. And I'm Noreen Noble. The three of us are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we love people and want to connect with all women of faith. We decided to bring our coaching knowledge about intentional thought, along with our love and knowledge of Jesus Christ and his teachings to create a podcast where we can explore how all this can fit together. We hope that with you, we can become more mindful and learn to find joy in every circumstance and ultimately strengthen our faith in Jesus Christ in every thought. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Last week, we talked about the tendency that we have to wonder how, how do we do this? How do we become that? How do we handle this? And we talked a little bit about how it's not necessarily just the actions that we need to focus on. It's the thoughts and the emotions behind how we're showing up in those actions and just tying it together in the model. And as we wrapped up the discussion, we actually had an after discussion where we talked about this idea of worth and how as human beings, we often connect and equate what we're doing to our worth. And, you know, I think it's a very natural thing for us to believe that if we do more, perform better, or, you know, act a certain way, then we have more worth. I think that's what the world kind of teaches us and shows us, you know, someone who has more money, like they've be, they've done more. And so they're of more worth. And what we want to share in this podcast is that it's actually the opposite of that because of what we understand from the scriptures, the worth of souls is great in the sight of God, meaning our worth is infinite. And when you, when you look at that word infinite, infinity means that you cannot add to it. It goes on forever and you cannot take away from it because it, it never began. Like, it's just such an interesting concept to try to wrap our human minds around, but our worth is infinite. There is nothing we can do in our lives to add to that worth or nothing we can do that would take away from it. And so that's the topic that we wanted to discuss here today in this episode. I remember when I first realized, well, let me go back. So I feel like I understood, at least intellectually, that my worth what couldn't be less by what I did. I felt like, you know, I've been taught that the Lord loves you. It doesn't matter what you do. He's going to love you the same. Your worth doesn't change. But I think I thought that it could increase. Like maybe it couldn't decrease, but it could increase. Like if I just was a little better, if I just you know, attend the temple a little more or read my scriptures and studied a little better. Like I could increase my worth. And I remember when I, when I really learned this concept that my worth is infinite and it doesn't change. It, it blew my mind that I was like, Oh, I can't even increase my worth. And it made me just feel so like this relief. It was like, Oh, my worth is just set. It does not change by what I do for, to decrease or increase. And it just kind of took this pressure off of me to feel like I had to do something to earn that worth. And it just like literally changed, like just blew my mind. I loved it. I, I love 
that example. I mean, I love that that concept that you just shared because I think I did too. I thought I probably could increase my worth by doing things, which is kind of the theme of last time, which is why we talked about it last time. Um, and when I try to grasp that same thing as you, <laughs> you're sweet, Holly. You're like, it was so mind blowing. It was wonderful. I'm like, that's awesome for me. But does that, mean, does that apply to everybody else around me? <laughs> like all the idiots around me? <laughs> so it's a little bit frustrating that way. <laughs> Because I'm like, oh, they're of worth and they're of worth. Oh my goodness, what? Um, you know, because my it, it, we're in a culture where everything is comparison, right? So it's kind of hard to it's a hard pill to swallow. To that person that really irritates you is also of infinite worth. <laughs> but on the other hand, it is also very it's 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 something that I intellectually know, but sometimes my belief, the underlying belief, doesn't doesn't let me feel it I don't know that's that's a weird way to explain it I think it's I know that I'm of worth and that God and Jesus love me so much and yet I still think if I was better Mm -hmm. if I did this more if I showed up like that person showed up then I'd be more worthy what I want to also just clarify here because this is a podcast that you know combines faith in Jesus Christ with the model so here's what I want to clarify is that we are using our agency and our exercising of our faith to believe that phrase that idea that our worth is infinite that when the scriptures tell us that when we feel that through the spirit like that we choose that thought, like my worth is infinite. And it is an exercise of agency and exercise of faith because we have to choose to believe that, right? And that will make all the difference if we choose to make that the T in our thought line with whatever, whatever circumstance happens. Like we fail a test. We, our children show up a certain way. We X, Y, Z all the way to the end. Like if our thought remains, my worth is infinite regardless. Like that's where power comes. That's where clarity comes. And that that's what we hope we can help you see in this podcast is that you can choose that thought. You can choose to believe that. Because I think there is a, a tricky, there's a trickiness to two words in the gospel and Noreen said that word worthy. So there is us being of worth and there's this idea of being worthy. And I think sometimes we mix those up and what we hope that we can share with you guys today is that they are two separate words, two separate things. And if we keep them separate, it will serve us so much better. I love that. I remember when Joy Jones gave that talk value beyond measure in general conference in 2017. And I, I loved it. And so we can talk about it a little bit, but I love the idea. It's just, you could, cause it's really complicated once you start in my mind thinking about it and how does this work, but to keep it really simple, it's our worth doesn't change. Our worthiness can. And so if we kind of understand what is worth and how is that different than being worthy, it actually is a pretty simple concept, 
like Noreen was talking about intellectually, but when it really settles into like what we really believe about ourselves, I feel like is where it kind of gets a little confusing. So I think that would be awesome to talk about the difference of worth and worthiness. Yeah. In fact, let me go ahead and just read what she, what she said in her talk. Cause I think it was really powerful and it's really clear. She says, let there be no question in your mind about your value as an individual. The whole intent of the gospel plan is to provide an opportunity for each of you to reach your fullest potential, which is eternal progression. Let me point out the need to differentiate between two critical words, worth and worthiness. They are not the same. Spiritual worth means to value ourselves the way that Heavenly Father values us, not as the world values us. Our worth was determined before we ever came to this earth. God's love is infinite and it will endure forever. On the other hand, worthiness is achieved through obedience. If we sin, we are less worthy, but we are never worthless. We continue to repent and strive to be like Jesus with our worth intact. As President Brigham Young taught, the most inferior spirit now upon the earth is worth worlds. No matter what, we always have worth in the eyes of our heavenly father. So I think, so I think that is such an important thing for us to understand and live by to differentiate those two things. I a hundred percent agree. And I'm also going to throw out there. It's a hundred percent (laughs) hard. Yes. (laughs) To not tie those things together. I mean, I'm just being honest and true to how, even though I know about thought work, even though I know about all this stuff, it's still very difficult to separate my worth from worthiness, even though I see it right here. I'm less worthy, but not worth less. I get it. It's so intellectual, but I, I don't know, maybe because of how, how I grew up and maybe I interpreted the teachings a little bit wrong, but I've always, I had always tied what I did to worthiness equals worth. And so I think what you're saying, what we're talking about today is mostly bringing awareness to our brain and being like, okay, oh, I caught myself. I caught myself doing this again. I I caught myself tying worthiness to worth. Let, Let me just try to separate that in my brain, right? So I don't know. I'm 49 years old, 49 years of like these pathways in my brain are teaching me to do that. And I have to catch myself and tell myself, no, okay, no, your worthiness is not connected to your worth and sing to myself, I am of worth, (laughs) infinite worth or whatever. (laughs) And then like, then do the work, right? (laughs) Right. And I think it's not only perhaps an upbringing or things that we were taught, but I, I really do believe that that is one of the tactics of the adversary. If Satan can get us to believe that we are not of worth because worth is tied to identity. I mean, the reason why we have that worth is because we are children of God. I love the clarification that president Thomas S. Monson gives when he says the worth of a soul is its capacity to become as God because we're his children. That is why we have that worth. And if Satan, Satan knows if we, if he can attack our identity, he attacks our feelings of worth and then we shrink. And so I think that's a big part of it. And so our ability to use our understanding of the gospel, the inspiration of the spirit and our 
God-given minds to have awareness and differentiate and use our agency to believe our worth is infinite, it is so separate from our worthiness. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm with Noreen on this one. Like I struggle with that too for myself and honestly for other people, like, you know, when my kids aren't doing what they, I think they should be doing. Sometimes I feel like it's harder to like them when I don't do the things I want to be doing, or I don't look the way I think I should, or I don't, you know what? I fall short in these ways. It's harder for me to love myself and and believe that God could love me. Like I, I think part of it is I have this humanness that I, it's hard for my brain to understand that that love is infinite and always there. And I can trust it because my weakness is, I think all humans have is my love and that worth feels like it has limits on it or boundaries around it of what makes me lovable and makes me not lovable which just isn't true. Like the Lord loves us, but it is hard for me to really believe that. And so I, I love that you said it's a choice. And when I was thinking about it, you know, I thought how different I show up when I believe like the Lord loves me and I am of worth because I'm his daughter, no matter what versus like, I'm terrible. I like, I'm never going to be good enough. I can't do this. You know, I'm like, I, I can't think of all the terrible things I say to myself there, but they're there. So, you know, if I think about the difference of models, I can see Michelle, like you're saying, the adversary would 100% want me to believe that I have less worth because then I show up as less, not only to myself, but honestly, to the people around me. Like, I think they have less or more. And I, we, we put them on this one up, one down scale. And that's how I measure, oh, I'm better than them, but I'm not as good as them. And it's just simply not true, but it is definitely something that I don't honestly know if I'll ever get over my whole life. It might, my whole life might be having to catch myself and realize that and remind myself that, that what, what is true and what is not true. One comparison that helps me really understand the idea of God's love for us and how it's infinite and our worth is infinite I can't remember who shared it with me. It may have even been one of you where it's the idea of um, as human beings, we have this unique experience where we have children and those who are mothers think back to that time when you held that newborn baby in your arms or on your chest and the love that you had for that child, that child did not do anything to deserve that love. It didn't do anything. It didn't not do anything. There was no, there was nothing that was, it was just their mere existence that created love for them. And so to, to think of it that way, like it's just our existence. There's nothing we do or not do. They're separate. They're totally separate. Okay, this is how I've thought of it. And this is a stupid analogy and I already know this, so just bear with me. But when you go to a mall and let's say it was a mall, we didn't have these mega stores that sold everything, but let's say you wanted a hat. So you have to go into the hat store. If you never go into the hat store, you're not gonna get the hat that's in that store, you know? 
Um, and so I believe this with the term worthiness because I, I still bristle against the term worthiness because I feel like it's, um, a judgment and it really, really isn't. And it's not a transaction, even though I use this stupid mall analogy, but it's sometimes we can't get certain blessings until we go and try to get those blessings. Now that doesn't mean that we're not going to get a whole bunch of other blessings. Like, you know, he's blessing us in other ways, but I feel like it's like, until we can go to the hat store, then we can't get the hat. And so it was less about whether he loves me or not, and more about whether my heart is turned towards that thing. I have a, I have a question. What are some things you are tempted, both of you, to tie your worth to? The world teaches us that, Michelle, you mentioned in the beginning that like our worth can be determined by the amount of money we make. I'm just curious for, for each of you, what are some things that you feel tempted to base your worth on? I can answer this real, real fast. And I'm trying hard not to, but I, a lot of times base my worth on how, what my kids are doing or not doing, how my family shows up in the world. As mothers, we want to do good. Like it's it's our heart and soul that we pour into it. And it's, so it's hard to, to separate those things sometimes. I think that's definitely a good one. For me, um, the time where this, Holly, you talked about it blowing your mind, where it like really clicked and felt like it was mind blowing for me. I mean, I've been taught my whole life about, you know, I think it was even one of the, it was one of the young women values of having infinite worth. And so, you know, been heard it my whole life and this, this idea of having infinite worth. And it wasn't until I was a grown woman, a mom and a business owner. And as I was running my business, I started to recognize that I was trying to hit certain achievements in order to feel of worth. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was actually a key time when I didn't hit a particular goal or a particular achievement. And I would just saw myself spiraling. And it was a conversation that I had with a friend and I all of a sudden recognized patterns in my life where I had done that my entire life. I, I, I did certain things to quote unquote, be better because I was doing more. Like I wanted so bad to be valedictorian because that meant I was more, which meant I was better, which meant I was of worth. Like I just saw all these patterns of me chasing that and times in which you know, little short stories happened or experience happened where it kind of ingrained that into me. I remember one time asking um, a young man in our state to go to prom and his father got on the call and he asked me, do you read your scriptures? Do you pray? Like all these things. And all of a sudden I started equating that of me, like, am, am I doing the things that makes me of worth? you know? And so all these stories, I just started recognizing all of these past experiences where I tied those two together. And then I had my aha moment where it was like, do you really believe in this principle of infinite worth? And what if, how would it change? How would life change? If you truly believed that there is not a single thing you can do in this life that would take away from your worth. That's possible because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. 
And what if like the, it was the flip side, just like you, Holly, where I was like mind blown or it's like, there's nothing I could do. No achievement, no nothing that would make me more of worth. And all of a sudden everything changed for me in my, in my life and in my business. And, and I think it's such an interesting concept, like as we teach it, it's, um, and I feel like if I were to teach it to a child, they would be like, okay, I'm just going to sit on the couch because I'm of infinite worth. I don't need to do anything. I don't need to help out. I don't like, there's nothing I can do to add to my worth, you know? And yet it's quite literally the opposite when you really believe that and you see that all of a sudden you show up in the world so differently because when you feel that worth you realize you have something to offer the world and that was that's exactly what has happened for me since having that aha revelatory moment in my life is I'm like, I've got something to offer the world. I'm going to show up. I'm going to go become a life coach. I'm going to go start a podcast with these amazing women. Like I've got something to offer the world. And so it just changes completely. I have a funny comment. I was valedictorian, (laughs) but funnily enough, that um, accomplishment comes back and haunts me even today because sometimes I'm like, well, Noreen, you're a valedictorian. You should be far beyond where you are right now. Mm. And so isn't it funny that that we like can accomplish something that, oh, it's going to be so great. And here it was like my great accomplishment in high school, valedictorian, senior class president, spoke at graduation, all this stuff. Now it all comes back to freaking haunt me all the time. It's like that person should have been beyond where you are right now. And it takes the, uh, the awareness to counteract those, 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 those negative thoughts and saying, how is that serving me? That is not serving me at all. Well, to me, that's proof that you will never do enough. Like if you are way, if you are basing your worth off of what you achieve, it will never be enough. You'll never have enough money. You'll never have enough accolades. You'll never have enough. uh, You'll never do enough. So you just have to lean into and center yourself and ground yourself that my worth is infinite just right now as is. Holly, I'm so grateful that you asked the question, what we tie our worth to. And until we've had this discussion, you know, I tied my, my worth and my worthiness were in the same, the same basket and logically they weren't, but I think deep down, my belief is that they were. So when you ask the question, what do we tie our worth to also, what do we tie our worthiness to? And I think one of the pitfalls that we fall into is there are so many, so many things we quote unquote should do that we get overwhelmed. Well, at least I get overwhelmed to even feel worthy, right? Not feel of worth, but to feel worthy. I have a long, long checklist of the things that I should be doing, need to be doing. And I admit, I do not get to all those checks. And quite frankly, I don't think any of us do because like Michelle said, like there's always something that we could be doing and so sometimes in my my mind, one of my sins is that I get overwhelmed and I just give up. And I just, I'm like, never mind. I'm not going to do that then. Because I feel like I'm not getting it done. <laughs> you know, I like to get things done. And just recognizing it's a journey. It's, it's a path. It's it's not a, we're not at a an end here. Like we're going to keep progressing 
and knowing that there's grace before us, like we can feel that worthiness as we know that we're doing our very best. I loved it. You said it's a process because I think sometimes I'm running a race. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even like to run. Um, but I have to be, you know, I look and I'm like, oh, I have to be this and I have to be this. And I, and I feel like I need to do it so quickly. And, and I, and I get caught in this thing of comparing, but when we can settle our minds and realize what, what were the race to what be perfect? Guess what? It's never going to happen in this life anyway. So I just wanted to say that because I know that other people are out there running the same race that I'm running for no we don't have to, we don't, we're not racing and we're definitely not racing against each other. We should be walking hand in hand together through this life. Comparison is truly one of the greatest tools of the devil. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Joy Jones in her talk, she said, we can stop comparing our worst to someone else's best. Comparison is the thief of joy. And I love that. She also adds, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That's so. perfect. In the model. Yeah. Yep. Because it's your yeah. thought that you have yeah. about it. I think too, as, as I was listening to both of you talk, you know, one thing with our worthiness, it's that daily repentance. It's every day, you know, um, because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, we have the opportunity to repent and to change, right. To humble ourselves and to say, we're sorry. And to say, you know, I, I could have, this is, I didn't show up the way I wanted to and help me with this, um, habit I have or these feelings towards somebody or, you know, and it's that repentance goes along with that worthiness. And as I was listening to you talk, I was thinking, you know, when we base our worth on things outside of us, it's constantly changing, you know, cause my money changes, my weight changes, my, um, home cleanliness changes my children's attitude changes like when I and and even on what people think about me like sometimes people think I'm like people will say oh you know they'll give me a compliment and I, I feel really good about myself and then they'll say something that I'm not so good at and then I feel really bad about myself you know and it, it, it can fluctuate and so when when I'm basing my worth on things outside of myself it feels unstable it feels um, it's a little out of my control and, and just that up and down changing. But when I look inward and I think, what is heavenly father? What do my heavenly parents think of me? And we've been taught it since we were young. Like I am a child of God. I am a daughter of heavenly parents who love me that. And, and if I can believe that Michelle, like you said, it's, Sometimes we want to think, well, then I wouldn't do anything, but actually it's the complete opposite. When I think that I'm filled with motivation because I want to, like you said, I, I feel that like, oh, I have something to give here. I, I have worth and it does make me want to show up differently. And so it's just, it's, it's just really interesting how just that little lie of my worth changes versus my worth stays the same really does set they're completely different models with completely different results. And, and like I said, I, I do think it's always a temptation to believe that my worth does change, but if I can just keep redirecting to that, like I am loved and believe that I just think it really can change our whole world, my whole world. 
I love that, Holly. That's super helpful for me to see. And I, I think it's so key to, to recognize the way those different models would play out. So, so important. I mean, that's the power of the model. And then I wanted to circle back around because you mentioned repentance. And this is, I think this is where we connect back to worthiness, right? We're, we're switching to the other word. They sound so similar, but we're going back to like obedience and worthiness and what God expects of us. And even that word repentance, I think, at least for me, sometimes I, I see it or, or at least I've seen it in the past. And I think others see it kind of as this on and off switch, like either you're worthy or you're not like either you're right before the Lord or you're not like this on and off switch. But what if I love, love, love the definition of repentance as being a turning, as being a turning to God. And I imagine when we aren't living the way that we should, when we're breaking the commandments, it's like we're, I have my kids stand up and do this in our little family devotional thing. And I'm like, okay, stand up and walk away from me. And when we're, when we are breaking the commandments that God has for us and we're not living as he, that according to the the standards that he has set, we're walking away from him. And then I tell them, okay, stop now, turn around, pivot back toward me. And to me, that's what repentance is, is that turning. The thing about a turning is it's in, like, it's not an on and off switch, right? You, we don't just flip like, um, almost like glitch forward and then backward. Like it's a turning, right? And so when we talk about daily repentance, to me, that's a just a shift, a shift, a turning, like a little better, a little better. It's not, you're either worthy or you're not. It's like either you're good enough or you're not. It's like, we're all trying again. It's a process and it's a, it's a progression. It's a turning, turning. Like we're constantly like, I love that hymn come thou fountain every blessing, like tether my heart to thee. Do you guys remember that line where it's because that's what we want to be like, it, it it's just this turning to God is what repentance is. And we've got all the, all of eternity to figure out until we are finally fully directly towards him and by him and like him. And it's a process and it's a journey. I've lo- loved that concept of, cause I used to be scared of repentance. I thought there was like a little bit of flogging or no spiritual spanking. I don't know, but I love that, that turning <laughs> when you were talking about it, of course, cause you know how my, my mind is kind of crazy. I pictured myself turning to God and then just walking backwards. <laughs> cause that's kind of how disobedient I am. <laughs> I can totally but see no, you. Yeah. I can t- I'm so like impish that way. But when both of you were talking, I, I, I remember this, that, um, you guys, I'm not out there committing murder and stealing things. And so a lot of my sins are sins of omission, meaning like I forget to uh, read scriptures. I don't, I'm not, you know, nice or whatever. Um, And also a lot of my sins are what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking about other people. You guys can probably get it. It's by now. So a lot of times I haven't, I don't do this all, all the time, but sometimes when I'm in the mood to just really, really turn to to God and really repent. I read out a model about somebody who's so frustrating to me or, you know, something that's really bothering me. And I take that model and I go to God and I was like, okay, this is me repenting. Help me fix that T line because that's how I'm going to change is that's the change I want to make. And he helps me. 
And I think that's probably the most like concrete way I've, I've actually repented in probably my whole life is taking this. And it's, it's, and it's, it's like, we're working together. I have, when I have really humbly said, okay, help me change this line. It's, it's been pretty miraculous. And that doesn't make you worth any more, right? Right. It just like your worth is the same. You repented, but it makes your experience and your relationship with yourself and with that person, with the Lord better for you, but your worth doesn't change. Okay. So I'm going to give you a quick, actually, I wasn't going to give an example, but I am because it's going to, it's going to relate to my mall story. So, um, I had this person in my life really frustrated me, really annoyed me, wrote it on a model, took it to Heavenly Father. He's like, help me with this thought line. And he gave me a bunch of things to think about. Some of them were along the lines. If you guys listened to the last episode, when my daughter was asking about how to deal with irritating people, Michelle and Holly gave some great questions. Those were those questions that he gave me were kind of along the same lines. And I did really work hard to change the thought line of instead of uh, judgment was more compassion. Well, hello, let's fast forward a couple years. We're like really good friends now. And so if I didn't keep that commandment of going into that store, I wouldn't have, have, have the friendship that I have now. That's a blessing to me, a real blessing to me, especially through the cancer journey. It's been such a great blessing. Um, but that took me going to that store to start that, to walk through that door and say, okay, I want to do this differently. I want to be better in this way. And I was truly blessed. I love it. I love all of it so much. Like what I want us to end on is the idea that God wants to give us so much and he has these blessings waiting for us. I mean, I think that would be like, if we could understand that's why we want to repent, that's why we want to turn to the Lord. That's why we want to go to that particular store is so that he can give us what he just so very much desires to give us, you know? And so it's just those blessings that he, that are waiting to be poured upon us. I think too, um, it's like the Lord's love is always there that like, those blessings are, are there, but we have to, like the prophets told us to increase our capacity, you know, increase our capacity for personal revelation to increase our capacity to receive his love. And part of that is that repentance and, and worthiness, but also it's the Lord loves us. He wants to bless us. So it's like in my brain right now, I'm kind of trying to think, yes, there are great blessings in store. And depending on our worthiness, we get those and God's love is available. Like we can believe in it. And that worth doesn't change. The Lord loves you. And as you believe that it does increase your capacity and desire to be obedient to, you know what I mean? Like, it's, right. Well, also in that whole scenario that you just said, I had a ton of other blessings in my life. I just didn't have the blessing of that friendship. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's not that you're not going to, it's not, I mean, I think God's poison and ready to give you, he's blessing us all the time. It's just, if we need want specific things, there's specific things that we need to obey. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so 
I don't want to downplay the fact that he is abundantly giving yeah. blessings all the time, even when I'm being snotty and even when I'm being, you know, all these things. But if I want a specific thing, if I, I and I don't even know half the time what I want <laughs> or what it's just me following and doing, I get blessed with the things that I'm going to need in the future or, or need for peace at this moment. So. And then you bring in the whole idea of like God's timetable and waiting upon the Lord and all those things, long suffering. And sometimes, you know, I guess it's maybe that's the, the kickoff to another podcast in the episode in the future. It's just the idea that it's not like, cause I've had this in my own life where it's like, I wanted this particular blessing and I kept being like, what do I need to do to get that blessing? And I would try and try and that blessing just was not coming and so sometimes there's that whole element as well that sometimes we just have to wait upon the Lord. That was back to the, that's a throwback to the episode versus the beginning episode about prayer. Remember hmm? about the patience, patience, my biggest nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom and your insights. I just absolutely love these discussions that we have. And I really hope that those that listen will find it helpful. We hope that the takeaway message is that your worth truly is infinite and that you can use your agency to believe that thought. That is an act of faith to believe that our, our worth is infinite. And when we have that in our T line, it changes everything. I'd invite you to think about that this week. How would you show up differently in the world? If you really, truly believed that your worth was infinite, what good do you have to offer the world? How does Heavenly Father feel about you? How does the Savior feel about you? And how would that affect the way that you show up? Thanks so much for joining us this week. We will catch you next week. Bye. 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 Don't want to say bye, Holly. Okay, One, two, say that last part. So you, or you and I, okay, ready? One, two, three.